Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you, November 10th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Thursday morning. Hope everybody's having a great start to their day. Nick Roush, how you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. Not a ton of sleep. Stayed up uh, late for that UofL Bellarmine Derby City Showdown. And then it was such an exciting finish. It really was. Uh, that's not. It wasn't the prettiest game no, in the world, no. but it, it was. It was exciting. A, it was very exciting. It wasn't finish. great basketball, but it was exciting. And I couldn't fall right asleep. I was like, you know, just like laying in bed for thirty minutes. I was like, man, it's good to have college basketball back. So nothing like an exciting city championship. No, no nothing better than it. And uh, so we're going to talk about that. So I had a good, good Wednesday evening. Shows were on. We're able to watch those as well. And uh, so not a lot of sleep, but feeling all right for now. Maybe check back in around noon, see how I'm doing. Justin, how are you, buddy? I- I'm pretty much in the same boat. I, I feel good for now, but it, it seems like it's something that's going to catch up to me eventually. But unlike you, I was laying in bed watching the end of that Louisville game, so I was just waiting for that final whistle. And as soon as that final whistle went off, I was out. Yeah, I just was like, Twitter was kind of popping after the game. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Bellerman, the the Bellerman. Jack Harlow picture just... That they didn't have to beat him and then steal their girl too. My gosh, that just who? Yeah, they even did the L's L's go down picture as well. They were throwing L's down left and right. They Bellerman, they did not definitely do a like, hey, we're appreciative for the opportunity. Uh, we'll see you folks next. W- year. They did the we're the best basketball team. It, it was we're gonna enjoy this bad boy, and, and rightfully so, as Bellerman should have fun with it, and like. First off, too, why aren't you playing the game at Freedom Hall? Yeah, I agree. I mean, if I was, we talked about this when they did this. If you don't remember the deal of how this game came about, Bellerman said, "Oh, you all could host uh, Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen volleyball matches at Freedom Hall. We'll let you do it. Get to stay in town. Get away from your home arena. It's a neutral site, if you will. Yeah, that's fine. And U of like- was like, sweet." I think they were required to be in like a bigger building than yeah. what they 
typically play in. But they couldn't do the Yum Center because they've got basketball games scheduled. And right, that, right. So, so Bellerman said, yeah, well, have at it. We'll, we'll push things around. No, no issue at all for us. Uh, we're just going to need you all to play us, though. Like, not a bye game. Just you're going to need to go ahead and, and play us. Two years, as a matter of fact. So this was year one. They'll get to do it again next year. Sweet. But totally agree that, like, at least do one of the games at Freedom Hall. If I was yeah. a UofL fan, I'd prefer it. I'd be like, hell yeah, I want to do Let's one go more back, game. Get exactly. that caramel corn smell. Although I think the issue would be, like, would you, UOLV the away team at Freedom Hall? Oh, it'd be so funny. It would be funny. If I was a UofL fan, I wouldn't really even care about that. Yeah, um, but you also could just be the away team in your old arena and get embarrassed again. I mean, double egg on your face. Yeah, I mean, but cer- certainly no worse than getting embarrassed in your own arena. I do think Louisville fans, though, like the matchup just because, I mean, yeah, they lost, but how many times are there going to be that many people in the arena, and is it going to be that loud this year? Not very many. Not many. They stink. They're really bad. In Bellarmine, Bellarmine played really bad. The final five minutes of the game, I mean, they were actively choking the game away and trying to get somebody to do the Heimlich in CPR, and nobody was helping except for Louisville. They were just like, okay, well, we'll just mess around for as long as we possibly can. And they did. And they messed around and lost it. They scored the final 11 points of the game and uh, lost. Imagine ending the game on an 11 over run against Bellarmine in your home gym and losing. I mean, be tough. The, be just t- the be a tough pill to swallow. The amount of opportunities they missed. You had L. Ellis miss the front end of one on one, which I didn't even think he got touched. I, I thought was Yuval a... was going to win at that point. Yeah, thought, and yeah, they they were anticipating calls all night. Not the officials' best evening on either side of of the ball. At I do it every year, where like it just it doesn't take many games for me to be like, oh yeah, college basketball officiating. It's totally totally garbage. So yeah, gotta gotta process my brain to to have that happen. Yeah, when L. Ellis went to the line down one. One and one. I was like, oh, he's not missing these. Boom. Missed him. Missed the first one. Never got a Front chance in. the second one. Yeah. Bellerman gets the ball back. They're they're actively trying to lose the game again. Um, but got to the free throw line. And then was it the free throw shooter who got his own rebound? Or was it a different guy? I think guy? it was a different guy who okay. got his own rebound. But got his own rebound. But kind of uncontested. Just was yeah. like standing there. The ball was there. And he was like, oh, sweet. And then ball. he eventually drove to the basket. Misses the shot and blew right by L. Ellis. Yeah, yeah, and got a really nice look at a layup. Just missed it. He missed it, and then he got his own rebound and he stepped out of bounds. Well, standing out of bounds with the ball in his hand. What, what like, are you? What are you, what are you <laughs> how is that happening? Yeah, so that, then, that wasn't that wasn't a pretty play by Bellerman. The, it's just Louisville has a bunch of. Um, it's it's a f- problem that we've seen sometimes, like like Jalen Jalen Weathers. Probably a fine player, right? Not a best player on your team kind of guy. That's yeah. where you're in trouble. The The looks that they got in, it's like, let's shoot an eight-foot contested jump shot to win the game. Can't, couldn't get a better shot against these guys? Bellarmine outscored them in the paint. Yeah, it's not supposed to have – I mean, their, their strength is supposed to be in the paint. Yeah, I mean, they start Brandon Hunley, Hatfield, Sidney Curry, and I think uh, Withers all – Pretty, you know, pretty good size, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but at least two of those guys start. And I think all three of them do. They start a huge lineup, mm-hmm. and Bellerman is especially small this season. They, being a small school, they're not going to probably be the biggest team in college basketball just to begin with. Uh, but they're they're especially small this season, and they out rebounded U of L. 
I don't know which game will be tougher for Kentucky, Bellarmine or the U of L game. I'm not, and I'm, I'm not kidding. Bellarmine. I, I think Kentucky will beat both of them by 20 plus and probably could pick the score for either one of them. They're, Kentucky will absolutely annihilate Bellarmine. And I don't say that to take anything away from Bellarmine. They're a fun team. It's a really fun offense to watch. They play such a beautiful brand of basketball. Maybe not in that last five minutes, but that first half when they were had oh, yeah. things cooking, it's just so pretty. I mean, they're, the ball movement, the movement from the players on the floor, it's just a lot of fun to watch. I was thinking about that, Scooch, last night. I was like, this is, this is really fun to watch, but you probably could never get great players to play in it. Because it's a, it is like as unselfish basketball as there is, and how quickly they just pass it around. I just like imagine like someday Bellerman, there's a hometown kid that Jack Harlow's kid grows up in the Highlands, and he's like, you know what, I'm gonna stay at the hometown school. L's down, I'm going to Bellerman, and he's like an absolute stud. Like no five star or even like a high four star is just going to be in an offense where it's like catch the ball pass. Catch the ball pass. Don't even think about shooting. Like, catch it and just automatically be whipping it. It's almost like they do walkthroughs for their offensive sets. Like, all right, then we're going to swing it to the right side, and then you're going to swing it back to the guy that passes you, and you're going to go back around the the horn on the other side over there. I just think you have to have a certain set of, like, players that have a certain mindset of what they're looking for in a game of basketball to get them to play that style. And I don't think normally those are like the most talented dudes in the world, but that's the whole point of Bellerman's offense. It's like a cohesive unit where you don't really rely on one guy. Last year was a little different for Davenport because who was the guy that transferred to Vermont? The little guard that was really good. Not that I don't know. Pin. Maybe uh, I will admit I'm not up on the roster movement. Well, he well you know they're they're ineligible for postseason again. Their appeal got denied, which I'm a little surprised by because NCAA is just being all willy billy with everything mm-hmm. these days. Uh, so a lot of their he he was like I'm not going to stay and not play in the postseason again. Uh, and he ended up going to Vermont, and I think he's gonna I think has some expectations for this season. But last year was an exception for Bellerman because he was such a good scorer that it was kind of like all right you let him take over a little bit. But now they're back to the traditional Scotty Davenport offense. Of just really humming that ball around the perimeter. Uh, but, but yeah, you saw what the lack of talent kind of looked like, maybe a little fatigue there in the second half. A lot of stretches of not scoring field goals for Bellarmine. Still, they come away with a win. Did you get any? Uh, I did not get any action in on the game. Did you get any Texas Western vibes watching? Watching? <laughs> not necessarily. Just the alternative ending? <laughs> I, uh... I did get uh, a smile on my face because one of the assistant coaches, uh, he actually coached at a sales, a mutual friend. Uh, after the game, a bunch of the Bellarmine alums were, you know, getting dapped up by the team. Congrats and all that. And they're just the basketball team that kicks everybody's ass in the, the sales old man league. It's like, oh, I'm happy for those guys. Because Bellarmine's, yeah, cool. Bellarmine's been really good for a decade. Plus, right? Last 15 years or so, mid-2000s, I think, they got their D2 title back in like 08, 09, something like that. So, to it's, it's just got to be really reaffirming, even though Louisville is bad. But to know that even though you were playing at a different level, you were still one of the better basketball teams in the state. I know that in the back of their mind, they always thought that. To go out there and see it happen, it's got to be just so fulfilling for those guys, those players, and my favorite storyline to come from all of this is uh, uh, Kyle Tucker brought it up. I know some others did, but um, when Patino got fired, 
Some people are like, well, why don't you just get Scotty Davenport to be the, the interim guy for a few years, and then you go hire somebody seri- new? That was a serious discussion. I got, we talked about it on, on radio. Uh, yeah, that was a serious, serious conversation. And Scotty D was like, yes, I will leave this group of kids that I've been coaching up for years now, and all summer I will, I will temporarily leave them to go down the street and coach these guys for a season. He was willing to do it as well. Yeah, and – You'd have to think that they're probably in a better place if Scotty D was the bridge guy instead of Paget and then Mac and then it just you know like Scotty D for all of his faults that the dude can coach some basketball and he can get people to buy in and I think yeah, that's what's going to be really tough for Kenny Payne this year is getting people to buy in when there's just not a lot of talent there there's just not and so. The coach can try to empower you to be better and to believe in your teammates, but if you're just not that good, then it's it's hard to it's hard to get anywhere fast. Like we mentioned, Bellerman outscored Louisville in the paint. U of L did out rebound Bellerman by six, but Bellerman shot eight more free throws in Louisville's home gym. Getting inside, getting the cards in foul trouble speaks a little bit to U of L's undisciplined defense a bit. Sidney Curry, who U of L fans were pumping their chest at this year, he finished the game with zero points on zero of zero shooting. Did have three rebounds though. I'm glad that you opened my eyes to him too, because he did come into the action last year and was just a breath of fresh air. But he's not a talented basketball player. Yeah, he's he's a he's a big, strong, physical guy, but he's just not very skilled. Yeah, I, I think L. Ellis is really their only player that who I who think is Mike a, James? What where did where did that who? guy come from? Exactly, Scoots. Who? He was a transfer. He was hurt all last year, so never played. Okay, I've yeah. never uh, three by Mike James. I'm like, and I immediately started doing the who who. Yeah, everybody, everybody does that. <laughs> Everybody does it. Uh, Imagine, now, what, do, what do you think Mike Jones is up to right now? That's a that's a good question. He's probably. I'm sure, I could. Add. I bet he's ballooned up. What? He was already a big guy. Hmm. You think they still want him? Back then they didn't. No, no. But now hot. Hey, they're, they're all they're, on him. They're all on him. What did you think of the Bellarmine player doing the old over the head dipsy do? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I loved it, but he didn't throw it high enough. That's what that's what Coach Davenport said. He was like, "Throw it in the air." That, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's why I didn't like it. One, I think he did it like one and a half seconds too early, but that's being really nitpicky. But two, yeah, it was a perfect example of just like how things can go wrong. He ended up being okay. But yeah, throw it in the throw it higher. What are you doing? Well, like throw it higher. Also, what's the harm in just holding on to the ball, going and shooting some free throws? I know both teams have been missing. Yeah, it was, a their, few. It was their best player. Uh, both uh, teams I, have been missing a few of them. But like four seconds. I would seconds have selfishly left. wanted the free throws. Yeah, I paid stats. And it would have made for even a more exciting finish. But if you didn't see it, Bellerman got the rebound. U of L was trying to have the go-ahead game-winning bucket with three, four, five seconds left. Bellerman got the rebound. It was five seconds. And the player got it. Instead of just holding on to the ball and waiting for U of L to come foul him, he, behind his head, threw it the length of the court and just to chew up clock. And the ball did go out of bounds. I think they said with .9 seconds left. Yeah. Um, so well, it could have been a little bit better for the Bellerman the player. He part, did give possession back to U of L, but with hardly any time left. So it was a little bit of a heads up play. The part where I was really worried, TJ, because I've seen this before where 
they're trying to get it inbounds. They throw it long. They overshoot it, and then the ball gets the other team gets the ball into their own basket. I thought that situation was in jeopardy of happening. See, that's I wasn't what, sure what the rule was, Goose. That's what I'm sitting here thinking. Like, what an idiot play-by-play guy. He was like, well, ball goes back to where his hand was. No, ball goes back to where it went out of bounds. Are yeah, you kidding it, me? And, and, yeah, what, and I, what the difference is, Scoots, the reason why I think it was questionable is because usually it's whoever, like, it's from by where the person last touched the ball. So in those situations where you get it underneath out of bounds, you need somebody just to even touch it so it doesn't go all the way back. And nobody touched it. So I didn't I didn't know what the what the situation, what the rule was going to be. If he had thrown it from out of bounds, then it would have came back. But if he's in play and, he, and that, it goes where the ball went out of bounds. I'm glad I'm glad that's the rule, but there was a moment where I was like, "Oh gosh, where are they going to inbound this?" Yeah, uh, I, I wasn't 100 percent sure on the rule, but I thought that that's what it would be, is what it was. So Louisville had to throw it down on the other end of the court and go the length of the floor with under a second to go. They ended up throwing it to L. Ellis, who I don't even think they got got the shot off he in did time, not. and and it, it wasn't good did anyway. Not. So it ended up not mattering. But uh, Bellerman goes into the Yum Center. Defeats the Louisville Cardinals. Scoots, how you feeling about your bet, buddy? Uh, I'm technically two up, right? Yeah, you're two up. So, I, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Here's the thing, though. Louisville, Louisville's going to beat some smaller teams that they're supposed to beat. They're, they're not going to lose to all these schools. Because my thing is nobody is going to play the brand of basketball that Bellarmine played last night. So they will get six, seven wins off their smaller teams. But, unfortunate, Bellarmine wasn't one of them. I mean, you're technically still just one up, but I get what you're what you're alluding to. My, um, I'm curious. So does this mean that Bellerman gets the Yum Center and Louisville goes back to Freedom Hall for this season? May make got to be the rules, right? May, may more, make <laughs> What's more that, sense that conquest the, map that they would have of like college football, where you take over territories as you go? I mean, yeah, the little, Knights, little game of risk. Knights got it. Well, Bellerman, I don't know if they play Western this year, but they would get an opportunity to potentially be be state champs. Ooh. They'll get to take on the Cats Which, uh, a little bit later this month. By the way, tonight, the Thursday night football game, garbage. The Thursday night basketball, though, Western at Eastern, they're renewing that basketball rivalry. Western should beat the doors off of them. Should oh. they? Yes, Western. Eastern got, forty minutes of havoc. Western's got as anticipated of a basketball team that they've had in Bowling Green for maybe I don't, I, mean, I don't know when, like ever. Well, they've got the big guy back, right? Yeah, they got Dante Allen. Ever heard of him? Oh yeah, I forgot about Dante. ESPN and, Plus and 6 Christian PM. Lander and Christian. Wait, Christian Lander? Yeah, yeah. For Western. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah remember but, we were talking about that's going to be our number two team. EKU though, forty minutes of havoc, hell, whatever you want to call it. The Knights are my number two team. I bet shenanigans was popping last night, although probably wasn't. Yeah, because they were probably all at the game. Probably and all. Then at the it game. ended. That was like eleven thirty. Yeah, at that point. Yeah, but I bet there were people there having a good time. Ooh, uh, word on the street is that shenanigans now the official St. X bar. They left Tim Tam. Whoa. Yeah. Say I've, what? I've heard that as well. Yeah, Tim Tam shutting down early, yeah. so they they left. There's shenanigans now. Wow. Why shenanigans? That shenanigans. Yeah, John Spears will tell you the same. Huh, interesting. But I wonder why. I wonder if Checks got any consideration. Well, Checks is less like late night drinks after the game. You know what I mean? Just go there. People are there drinking light. Really? I, I just think of Checks as uh, the food. They have like a karaoke college night. The manual game I did. Oh, this I've year. been there for karaoke. <laughs> I've been there for old people karaoke too. How was that? 
somebody uh, thought Brooke and I were brother and sister. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Uh, I actually have thought that myself. The, within, <laughs> within the last year. The manual. Yeah, you watch a lot of Game of Thrones. <laughs> the manual game I did earlier this year, Roush, I wanted to go to checks after the game, but I couldn't because it was just so crowded. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, man, haven't been there in a while. But uh, you, TJ, you said the chili, not what it used to be, though. Well, it, I still know people that love their chili, speak very highly of it. But my chili preference, you cannot have like meatball chili. You've got to have that meat cut up where it's like a nice tendency. Every every little scoop of the spoon is going to be some of the nice broth and the chili and blah, blah, blah. But, like, you're going to get a little bit of meat. I don't want to scoop one time and get, like, a golf ball-sized piece of ground mm, meat. That, which makes sense. I, the, uh, I also so heard... They, they just have way too chunky chili. It's like... I You think I'm being exaggerating. I'm exaggerating, but my, like, fist is the size of some of their chunks in their chili. The Apparently, they also put a checks out in the... Uh, they put it made an East End location, and that's when it all went to hell. What? That that that's like there's the, a checks in the East End. That that they have an East End location out Shelbyville Road in Middletown. That's just it not sounds as like a bit of fake news. Maybe I'm thinking of another place, but I I thought that was the case, and I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, it's just not as good as the first one. I don't know why they did it. Could have been short lived as well. Scoots, if you're ever doing a game at Manual and you need somewhere to go, my buddy Charlie lives on Texas Ave. You just walk on over to his place, okay? All right. Go say hi to Charlie. Yeah, you, Charlie. You can go over there. Don't say sorry to Charlie. Oh, guess what? Whoop, chicken butt. I've got a chili. <laughs> like, we need we need Kentucky to beat the snot out of Vanderbilt in, in an expeditious fashion. Agreed. So I can get back to Louisville and sample, like, 12 chilies. Ooh, you got your chili cook-off this weekend. Yeah, yeah. So that would Are be... Are you all entering? No, not entering. Uh... We... We, we've we've tried and we've just been. It's just it's, we don't practice it enough, and that's that's our problem. Hmm. We'll try different kinds of chili that we enjoy, but we haven't we haven't been practicing enough. And it's like you know what? If there's going to be a dozen, let's just go ahead and eat all the other good ones. Have you ever read the man in the arena quote from Teddy Roosevelt? Maybe. I think when it comes to chili cookoffs, that, that you could use a little pep talk. Why don't you read the man in the arena quote? You've never heard that? You've never you've seen the quote. Is this before. the walking with the big stick one? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Speaks awfully carry a big stick. Not that one. In the arena? <laughs> the it, it's a it's a long quote. You've seen it before, if you're not remembering. I thought Tom right Brady now. was the man in the arena. Well, he is the that that's that's the play on there. But it, the whole man in the arena thing is just to you you shouldn't criticize people who fail when you're sitting on the sidelines just with your thumb up your butt. So yeah. basically get your butt out there and you, Oh, I'm not criticizing their chili. I love it. It's great stuff. No, but if, well if you're not if, no, well no. Now now you're going to need to be really critical. Like now you're going to be mean. <laughs> 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 like you spit out like take a sample of one spit it out. Gross. Yeah, this is disgusting. Um <laughs> ah, you all should put if I I've never I've fun fact, never been to like a quote unquote chili cook-off where it was like more than maybe 3 pots of chili. My friends and I have done like a small one where it's just like, you know, eight of us or something like that. And there's been like two different types of chilies, maybe three different types of chilies, but never where there's been double digits. It's fun because there's going to be somebody that makes a white chili that's basically like a, a dip that it, where it's just, it's just not, you know, the consent, just, it's, it's very off, and, but there's always like a couple that are so good that get gone just like that. And what does Nick Roush say about white chili? They never win a cook-off. Never win a chili cook-off. Well, because it's not as good. Yeah, it's just not. It's just not as it's good. It's fine, but it's just not as good. 
So you got that on Saturday night. Uh, I totally agree with you that the Cats need to beat the doors off the doors. Oh, that would be great. It needs to be a big win. It needs to be a fun offensive game. Yep. Stoops needs to let his hair down a little bit. And I think in the I, – I don't even know why I'm saying all this because it's not going to end up happening. UK is going to win 21-10, to 10, and it's just going to be a boring little Saturday at the Krogue. But he needs to not worry about potential injuries going into the Georgia game because I could see him, you know, Kentucky getting up double digits or two possessions on Bandy and him just doing the classic Stoops. We're good. Like, let's just make <laughs> – like, we're good. This right, will be enough. Right. Let's just make sure we get the hell out of Dodge. You've got – Three home games to finish the season. You need to get people excited about something. And I think if we could just even like trick ourselves into believing this offense is a little bit better than what we've seen by putting up a lot of points against Vandy, that could lead to more butts in the seats for the Georgia game and for the Louisville game. And if we thought Georgia had a big crowd at Krogue in 2018, Roush, very concerned about what it's going to look like, uh, not this Saturday, but the Saturday after. So... Get a little pep in your step. This is an opportunity. You got to look at it that way. This is a way to. It's been kind of a turbulent. I think would be a word that I would use. A turbulent. It's been a turbulent last few weeks for UK football. Let, let's have a good Saturday. Let's have some fun. Let's be able to exhale, and then we can look ahead to Georgia and what will probably be a pretty hefty spread against the Bulldogs. And you worry about that for a week after the game. But this is a good opportunity to just have a good moment for the football program. Go take it. Go seize it. Go do it. Put up a lot of points. It's all about points, baby. The one reason why it might be a little bit different than normal, TJ, is this year they don't have the – UT Martin, Austin P, you name it, SoCon game, some you know FCS opponent mm-hmm. in the penultimate week of the season. So you're maybe this is motivation because he knows like okay, if we get some momentum here, even though it's against a bad Vanderbilt team, who God knows how many players they're going to have. Um, yeah, we got to talk about that too. Now's your your time to to put up some stats to make those freshmen those young receivers happy, to help Chris Rodriguez, who right now he's only 500, a little more than 500 yards away from breaking Benny Snell's record. He needs to average 140 yards per game over the final three regular season games and in the bowl game to become the Cats' all-time leading rusher despite missing the first four games of the season. So, uh, you know, if you go out and you put 200 up on Vandy, C-Rod, like – it's there. See, I'm it's thinking. The I'm thinking higher. You want to make it easier on yourself? Just go put up 250, 300. There's uh, the, the school record's 295. Uh, I, I think if he gets over 150, that, that's when you're at the point where you're like, okay, well, if we're already there, then we're probably up like four touchdowns, and we might just take him out. But he does need a stat padding effort because his worst game of his career. Do you remember C Rod's stat line against Georgia last year, TJ? Uh, I do not. Seven carries, uh, seven yards. It's not good. Yeah. At Georgia defense, uh, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Turns out it's still pretty good. Well, luckily, UK's offensive line's better this year. <laughs> uh... Not so much, but again, we'll worry about that game when you get to it. You... Good opportunity this Saturday. This is a Vandy team that's not good to begin with, as Roush alluded to. They're 
shorthanded, we're going to hit our first break. We'll come back. We'll tell you more about that. We're not going to wait long to get over to the Thornton's text line, and you shouldn't wait any longer to pop into a Thornton's because Ooh. free breakfast on our friends Alex Cupper and Kelly Leonardo and the whole Thornton's organization when you download and become a new Refresh and Rewards member. That's right. Scoots, which three breakfast sandwiches are they giving out? A bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, and a steak and cheese or steak and egg burrito. Delicious. You and, know what else is today, too? And then you're going to get a free soft drink with that. What's that? Free coffee day. Yeah. Even if, wow. if you're already signed up, if you're already a member, don't worry. You're still getting a free cup of coffee from Thornton's today. Holy smokes. They've got it going on at Thornton's. Pop out today and then send a text message into the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Roll Sports Radio. From skateboard scoots today. Yeah. Skateboard shoes scoots. Can't even see his eyes. He's got his bangs in the way. Go and flip your hair, buddy. Can't see you. Can't see your face. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk days. Welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Bro, Radio. Skateboard scoots. Love that. Uh, love that song coming back. But whatever scoots played on the outro that last break, we Roush and I just want to apologize. On I, his d- yeah, I, just, I don't think whatever I the hell that was, was. I just don't think I had it queued up at the right spot. <laughs> I love that. Good end. All right, you know what? That's what it was. Scoots has an excuse for everything, and I'm a big fan about it. Speaking of excuses, um, we didn't mention that bet. How's how's Trevor trying to get out of this one? Oh boy, Trevor's in a bad spot. He he keeps thinking. He keeps misremembering the bet, whether intentionally or unintentionally. You never know with that no, big you never goober. Know. He is trying to say that the bet ends at the end of the regular season. No postseason play is added to totals. Despite us having this exact same conversation with him, yep. uh, Rutherford has had that conversation with him several times. Yep. It's been told to him multiple times that the bet, when agreed upon, was entire season. And he laughed when like we were discussing, eh, it's going to matter. They're not going to the postseason. Eh. You know, and, and maybe so. Maybe Eastern Michigan doesn't go to the postseason. I do know one team that definitely will not be going to the postseason, though. So yesterday he was just confused about the bet. Although he was texting me last night. Man, mm. I got. No, I can't. I can't. No, I, I, can't come on. I can't spill those. I can't spill come those big beans. No, sorry. Can't. However, he did at least acknowledge that his bet was Scoots. He said, I'm thinking I should have gotten two-to-one odds from Scoot. (laughs) (laughs) After one game for each team. That's great. He said, this is going to be a long year. Let's just say it's not the team you want to try quitting a vice when watching. I said, said, which vice are you quitting? And he said, not me. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, just in theory. Oh, he's a trip, but he's also going to be five hundred dollars poorer after this basketball season. I uh, I had a guy reach out to me on Twitter last night, and he was like, "Hey, you got to let Trevor out of the bed at this point." <laughs> it was when Bellerman was up like twenty. <laughs> I said, "I'll tell you what, I'll let him out in mid-January when it's mathematically impossible for Louisville to catch up." 
Yeah, and he he was Scooch is so scared about this bet. That's why he keeps trying to lower it. It's like no, he's trying to just save you some money. Buddy. Exactly. To be, but don't do it anymore. I'm not. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. It's yeah. If, if he's gonna see it as me trying to get out, yeah. No, we're we're not having it anymore. Speaking of getting out, a lot of Vanderbilt players trying to get out of this beatdown with some rumbly tumblies. Although oh, yeah. this actually seems serious and actually real, the flu has hit Vanderbilt. And um, the. I know there weren't a lot of people that tuned in to uh, Carkley's press conference. When I was watching it, I was the 115th person that was watching the video from Vandy Sports. I also think they only had two reporters. Like, I think it was just two people asking him questions for this 15 minutes. And That's pretty well. The, it was towards the end of the press conference. Says, so are you going to try to get some younger guys involved? It's like, well, we might have to. <coughs> you know, we got some people that are sick, and they're like, do you know what it is? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he's just hacking his way through the whole time saying, you know, we got we gave people flu shots. I got a flu shot. And uh, you just wake up every morning worrying who who's going to be out and who's going to be in. Uh, apparently, they were dealing with some of the flu last year for the Kentucky game as well. So, uh, not ideal when you're, you've already got your starting quarterback banged up out with an injury. So, it's... Um, they're going to be – it's it's very much – mentally, like, I don't know how much it's going to affect them physically because they might get some guys back. But mentally, they've got to feel really deflated just with the way the season's gone. You got off to a hot start. You, you bring in this young quarterback who actually makes you feel a little optimistic. You hung around in some games with Missouri and um, – you know, so you, you think you're like, okay, I may, you know, maybe this whole thing isn't lost – and then just half your team isn't at practice throughout the week. Can I just say I'm glad the flu is back after a two-year hiatus? Well, didn't, didn't, isn't the Scoots flu, pro-natural disaster? Remember when we had that conversation? The flu was never gone, Scoots. <laughs> you would have never known that. It, it, it was just COVID, the flu, people were getting misdiagnosed. People didn't know which one was <laughs> testing positive for which. The flu didn't go anywhere. It's... We we just we're we're going to have seasonal diseases, and I hope it doesn't impact Kentucky, not the state, the team. I mean the state too, I guess, but most importantly the team. Because I bet Chris Mack probably saw this news and he was like, "Vandy, you can just not play it. <laughs> just say you can't do it. Just don't don't take the beat down. Just don't go." People forget UL chickened out of a basketball game against Kentucky. I just know if the Cats ever did that roush against U of L, holy smokes, U of L would put a banner up, which later would be asked to be taken down. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Vanderbilt banged up in the game. Cats are, I think, eighteen point favorites. I'm not sure if that's moved at all. Eighteen is what I saw it last night. So the money is going towards UK. Yeah, uh, eighteen points. A lot of points. That is a lot of points. Who do you like? Do you like the Cats? No. I don't, I don't like I don't like betting Kentucky in those big numbers. I also don't want to have yeah, but I don't I don't want to all banged up. Be emotionally invest or financially invested in a game where I just want to get out of there with a win and healthy. You know why? Why yeah, add? It makes no sense. But just, just trying sentence. to get out of there healthy. With yeah, the but win. you're not the one playing. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be at no more risk whether you have a bet on the game or don't have a bet on the game. Yeah, but I I don't want to be 
financially invested in relying on them to blow them out. I'll be betting the Cats, baby, and the points. It went up to 18. But the money's coming in on Vandy at 18. Because the Cats are minus 105. So a little favorable juice to bet the the old cats there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to read some text on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. This was the one we didn't get to yesterday. We were just one shy, mm-hmm. and it was from our buddy John. John here. Good morning to all. I think that we got through all of them except for that one. Yeah, that was the last one. Good morning to all. By gosh, guys, I did not do good at all in the election. I finished last. You know, maybe I was just not left or right enough to relate to others. But maybe next time. Anyways, what do you guys think is the true time of return to a full roster? I'm just worried. Please give me some good news. We'll got to go talk to you later. Well, John, John. first off, let me tell you about the man in the arena quote from Teddy Roosevelt. (laughs) You put your hat into the ring. You did your best. You were about action, not just sitting on the sidelines. And ever heard of a little man named Abraham Lincoln? He didn't win every election that he was in. People forget that. So I'm not saying you're the next Abraham Lincoln, but you're in good company in losing elections. Um, Donald Trump has lost elections. Joe Biden has lost elections. Well, the Trump one, I guess it depends who you ask. But Joe <laughs> Biden has lost elections. A lot of good people have lost elections. Barack Obama's lost an election. So you're in good company. And I don't know, Roush, I am like flabbergasted that the JCPS board just brought back everybody. I'm starting to think these school boards are like little cults, and they just get their little cults to vote for them. And, John, you were on the outside. I don't know how it works in Evansville. But that was shocking. That was probably the most shocking poll result of the evening is that JCPS just said, no, everything, we're keeping everybody. Well, I think the reason why is because I don't know who's on the school board. And that that's between that, I think just the knowledge of who is running things, if you do the basics, like if you have just some signs out and a little bit of name recognition, like did you have – Oh, Craig James had to spend thousands. I'm, I mean, I, see, like, I don't ten, know because I'm not in that. Tens of thousands. I didn't see. I, I know, I'm not frequenting. Like, Is he, he in he, Highlands? He, I don't. I, I see. No, he's in my neck of the woods. I think because I see bill like billboards. Hey, you doing billboards for JCPS school board? Like, those aren't cheap. Yeah, you know, like yeah. how much does a JCPS school board member make? Can't be a lot. Can't right? be a lot. I mean, JCPS does have a billion dollar budget, so they do have some cash. But can't well, imagine. Craig that. James has still got that SMU money. So <laughs> that's a good, but I was, I was shocked by that. But John, good for you for trying. Uh, you were a little, I think, late to the race too, and probably don't have as much name recognition as some of those other folks. I yeah. hope you were able to get local John on signs too, because they folks know you as local John. I think he had a purple. I think he had purple signage. I don't think that's interesting. Because then you're red and blue. Yeah. That'd have been a good call, Rouse. Like a little hashtag local John at the bottom. Well, and I do know that. Um, that's a good point. Um. There's rules on nicknames, and we actually had a nickname in on Dixie Highway. It was uh, Charlie Gaston, I think's his name, but his real name's Khalil. So you have to, you can only put certain nicknames on there. And they had, because uh, they they had to set lines because there was somebody in Eastern Kentucky that wanted to be like Little Trump or something like that a few years ago for I, election. I, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, there's a. Uh, I, I think Uncle John would fly though. Everybody knows he's local John. He is local John. The, the Rutherford show is obsessed with the big Josh Jailer, I think, in Bullet County or 
Hardin County, one of the oh, counties. Yeah, I heard that. Um, his name was Big Josh, supposedly on the ballot, which oh, is nice. A little, uh, which is funny. <laughs> Spencer Hall had a tweet Tuesday night that John Fetterman should win just because he's bigger and he can do- physically dominate Mehmet Oz. It's like, yeah, I just I have a simple brain. Whoever's the bigger person, I think, should be the. <laughs> and then a lot of some, somebody found some old tweets that um, you know you just you just click on the tweet and then you start seeing replies. Somebody had found tweets from when the Fetterman was uh, was the AG there. It's like why doesn't he just eat whoever's going against him? <laughs> oh my gosh, he does look like a giant. Were you, you reading? Know? Were you doing all this on a Wednesday? Reading this on a Wednesday? You know, it's, uh, I, <laughs> I haven't gotten a lot of sleep this week. We're you know we're in. Uh, all the sports happening, the baby being fed, just a lot of coffee at the Roush House. I understand. A texture on the Thornton's text line See says... some silly things, like Bellerman beating Wolfville. <laughs> Did that really happen? Can we dig into why Mitch is so anti-nil? Why is he against players making money they deserve? You'd think he'd be pro-capitalism. Roush, do we want to talk about some updates maybe on the nil front? Uh, it got fixed. For the record, I'm going to believe it's fixed when I start getting impressed by UK recruiting. So I uh, probably ain't going to be this year, and that's okay. But like, I'll believe. I just I want to see what U of L's doing. I want to see more of what Tennessee's doing. I want Kentucky to be in the pool with some of the big fish more frequently. I um, every Wednesday night, um, worldwide Todd Harris. Who uh, he's the real Mr. Rollabout, not Pitbull. Uh, if you don't know Todd Harris, see him on Twitter. He's got a very much AOL like uh, screen name. Uh, but he uh, he's a, a booster donor of sorts. I think his son's going to play baseball at UK. Frederick Douglass' dad, and he has like a Twitter Spaces with a bunch of folks that you'll see frequent message boards. Jeff Drummond will show up, and last night I, I, I hopped on there with him. Like it was on there. And Todd also is doing some nil things around town. I don't I don't know if he has necessarily collected, but he does some nil stuff. And so whenever whenever they have a all right, we need to talk to our nil people to make sure everybody's on the same page. He's kind of in on that conversation along with people that run other collectives and stuff. And he his he said that a every time he has had conversations with UK. They've been positive. Like he, he said, they've been great to work with. Um, and also, people that have gotten in touch with him on how to, like, all right, I've got money. I'll, I've got money burning a hole in a pocket. Well, here's what I want to, I need to do something. They ended up, he's like, well, email this person. And the information that that person got back was really thorough, um, it was really insightful. And the point that he made is like, UK has been fine, and they've been really clear once you reach out to them, but they aren't being very proactive and they aren't pushing it. So I think the the answer was they've been reactive, not proactive, and that's maybe the problem. He got uh, an update yesterday that backed up what my boss said, uh, or excuse me, former ex-boss Thank Matt you. Jones said yesterday that there are some, some positive developments coming next week. However, there was one thing that just blew me away, and it just I, – I, I can't comprehend it at all. I'm all ears. JMI, they're the, they're the big bad wolf in this situation, right? Like, 
Yeah. Can't, can't I, I've, say. Got, I've got some JMI takes. I feel like they're getting some misplaced well, he, blame and he, anger. Here, here was one thing about JMI that I just didn't understand at all. Because I did ha- – when they initially signed with Kentucky, Kentucky was their only client. Well, they've since expanded. they got about a dozen of them. Their big power five ones are Clemson, Georgia, Kentucky, and Pitt. Well, two teams that frequent the college football playoff and another school that won the ACC last year. A lot of Dealing with a lot of no money, I'm sure. Todd was ha, has a friend at Clemson. They were trying to do a licensing agreement to wear the logos, which that was a, a sticking point for the memorabilia dealer. That was a, that's been a, a, a guy who's brought it frequently. They wanted JMI wanted one hundred twenty five thousand dollars to be able to use pictures of them in their uniform to sign things. Not a problem at Clemson. Another JMI client. Why? Could they not? They could reach a deal at Clemson, but they couldn't at Kentucky. Well, what? shouldn't that go back on the AD though? Like, why? Why could they do it at Clemson and not at Kentucky? That's why the part I don't get. Like, I don't. I, I don't. Like, does Mitch need to tell JM? Hey, can you can you help everybody out here? Or I, th- that I don't know. Like, but why can you get it done at Clemson? Clemson might need that much, as much help as Kentucky needs. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I, you know, I. I I like hearing that, and that's kind of seems like what when I went on that rant yesterday, where I was like, we'd get all worked up and we'd get worried, and then we'd hear something and we'd all just kind of exhale. This does feel like one of those moments again where we're exhaling, but some things got to change. We need to see Mitch Barnhart banging the drum. I don't care how much he hates it, how much he doesn't want to do it, how much he may delegate to other folks, because that's what we talked about yesterday. You got to get a nil department, you got to get all that stuff running, but he needs to be actively talking about it saying we're open for business we want athletes to come here and while getting a great education and developing their craft they're also going to be able to get a a substantial income and we feel like we'll be as competitive if not more competitive than anywhere else in the country and I want to see the results I want to see people getting deals I want to see money coming in I want Kentucky to start bragging about their nil why do we think John Calipari brags about his NBA contracts Mm mm-hmm I just never think that I never am going to believe. I'll believe when I see it, Mitch Barnhart bragging about nil stuff, bragging about money. Come to Kentucky because you'll make X amount of dollars. I'll believe when I see it, but that's what you need. You need an AD that's going to be, you're right, go be proactive. Go talk about it nonstop because that's what people want to hear. When we just were regular students, it's probably a bad sample size because Scoots always knew he was going to IU and Roush and I had a pretty good idea that we were going to go to UK. But when the normal person that may be a little bit more open-minded where they're going to go to school, you're going to go to a place that's going to suit you best, that's going to that 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 fulfills your needs. And right now, nil is the needs that need to be fulfilled for college athletes. So do it. That's a that's a selling point. UK, when they're trying to get great students, they will brag about their academics, whatever they may be. I don't know in what situations. Certain colleges, I'm sure. Well, I think the UK business school is really good, if I'm not mistaken. Is it really good? Should or, be. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, I think so. Like, I'm sure Gens poured enough money in that thing. You're going to brag about things that are going to try to attract other good talent. Like, that doesn't stop in recruiting. So just being kind of ho-hum about it and having it behind closed doors and, yeah, yeah, we're not – we do it, but we don't really push it. That's so dumb. That's like having the world's best cup of coffee and not advertising it. Not putting it on your sign and trying to get Will Ferrell to come in in an elf costume and have himself a little cup. 
in in the advertising part of it, I think got to advertise. I, I haven't. I, I've gotten a sense that the big change will be that next week they're going to announce how UK fans can can just condone it. That that or that that's the sense that I get is that's the change that's coming. Is that okay? There's going to be a simple way for the common average Joe to just give twenty five bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever it might be into a, a pot um, because as as. I said earlier, UK good at being reactive, but not very proactive in, in advertising what everything's going to be. Uh, there was one point that uh, uh, Drummond made too that I thought was, and, and if you all don't know Jeff, Jeff has written for almost every UK outlet. He's with uh, Cats Illustrated now, been covering the Cats probably my entire lifetime. Uh, really knows his stuff, and I think I think he's probably more right in this where. Really, everybody is probably in a probably most people are in a similar boat to Kentucky right now, where nobody really knows what they're doing and they're just kind of flying by the seat of their pants. Um, and that's they're just kind of figuring it out as they go. Um, and there's a little bit of disorganization, and and then there's some schools that are the exception. Your Auburns, your Tennessees, you can even maybe lump Louisville in there as well, where people really do have it together, but that's kind of outside of the norm. So I, I, I don't think that Kentucky is too far behind, but as we stated earlier this week, that's how you can get far behind, though, is not trying to actively get yourself organized and get everybody on the on the same page. And I hope that that happens. I hope this isn't just one of those things where we all made a big stink about it, we got worked up. UK said, did the right things, or or at least just said the right things, I guess. They say the right things, we all just exhale and we move on, and then six months down the road, UK has another somewhat underwhelming recruiting class, and we're wondering what's going on. Um, and, I, and I'm, you know, I, I want the nil to be so, I don't want the nil to be an excuse, Roush. Like, because it can be a really convenient excuse for coaches. Sounds like an excuse a lot right now. <laughs> I mean, it, I bet it I is. Mean, Vince Merrill like, said publicly that they haven't lost any recruits because of nil. So, like, so which one is it? No, I mean, there is truth to that. Yeah. But, like, I, I don't I, – I, and that's the thing is I just want Kentucky's nil department to be on par with its uh, with other parts of its athletic program. I think Kentucky is a top ten athletic program in the country. It should have a top ten nil department in the country. Yeah, I don't it, think that it, that's unreasonable. I don't think that's asking too much. It has to be able to compete with its competitors. That's all it I is. Mean, it's I not, mean, it's it, not a very – Otherwise, right. then you're, you're, you're moving the bar back where UK athletics is and you're taking away a lot of hard work for where things have been. So I want it to be competitive. I want it to be good. I want it to be where the rest of the athletic program is and their respected sports. And that way we'll know – that if like Kentucky's getting the 45th, 50th ranked recruiting class, well, it ain't nil because look, like you're look at look at the nil dollars earned. So much of this information is not public, which makes it even more complicated because so many of it seems behind the, the scenes. The people who want to talk about it are the ones who want to brag about it, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that's what. And that's what's fascinating about all of this. So hopefully too. they get it. Hopefully they get it figured out. Hopefully really next confirmed. week we all feel better about what they're telling us or. I don't know. I just want to see the results. That's all I care about. I, I I want if Kentucky were to have an underwhelming football season. I'm not saying that that's been this year. I think it's probably not been. It hasn't reached the expect the lofty expectations, but I also don't think it's been necessarily underwhelming by definition. But I, I want if Kentucky had a bad season, Roush, I I'd, I'd still want a good recruiting class. Like money 
money, money. It's what is going to make Kentucky a better football program. And you could, as we're seeing with Louisville and we're seeing with some other places, Texas A&M, you don't even have to be all that great. And players are still just going to want to get money. Mm-hmm. So needs to be at Kentucky. That's how you take a step forward, but it's also a nice safety net as things go backwards. Get it done. Make it happen. I, You know, I feel a little bit helpless, but it just needs to be more transparent. It needs to be easier and more accessible for the average fan. Mm-hmm. For businesses and stuff like that, Roush, I didn't doubt what you said, that like Kentucky has been accommodating. Yeah. But – Reach out to businesses. You go out, put on your, you know, go go sell, go bring more people in. But most importantly, the common fan needs to know what's going on, how to do it, all those good things. All right, we're at the top of the hour. We need to go to our hour-long break. Not an hour-long break. It's not like we get back at 9 o'clock. But you know what I mean. Our daily double break, and we'll come yep. back for the start for of hour, hour two with a lot of Thornton's text line. Roush wants to break down, have 45 minutes on the NFL game tonight, so we're going to let him do that as well. So don't go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Oh, Big Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on the Big X Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Thursday morning. Hope everybody's having a great start to their day. If you're hungry, thinking about something for lunch or dinner, Roush, how about a little Saucerita's? Ooh, sounds delectable, sounds delightful, sounds sensational, because they have the best salsas. Salsa's so good, it's in their name, at Saucerita's, the fresh Mexican cantina. Whether you're up for a burrito, or a, what do they call it, quesarito, with the cheese on top of it? Ooh. Really classing it up, so good. Um, I'm a big fan of getting the nachos with the chips on the side, because then your wildly addictive chips don't get soggy. They're nice and crunchy. They're so light. They're so airy. They're so amazing. If you haven't tried them, what are you waiting on? Download the app before you go. Save some bucks at either one of their two locations. They got one in Middletown and one on Hubbard's Lane in St. Matthews. Salsaritas, simply the best. Two locations in Louisville. Check them out today. I love their chips. Just can go to town on them. Eat them all day, every day. We're going to get into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Scoots, do you got any quick hitters for us today? I uh, do not. No. Sorry. Mm. Okay. No quick hitters. Okay. A texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, Mitch is evil, blah, blah. Well, wait, no. We're way behind. You're way down. Yeah, it jumped on me. <laughs> I, I, it... it Google Hangouts has changed. Has it changed for you all? Yeah, it finally changed this week. It hasn't changed for me yet. I don't know what y'all are talking about. It's coming for you, buddy. Roush said something about it yesterday, and I was like, it's the same. Uh, all my friends, it has changed at different times, but it finally came for me this morning on my hmm. desktop. So uh, it's fine. It's nothing really different. But a texture says, what did TJ mean when he said he didn't want Andy to send people to churches? During the pandemic, Andy Bashir had 
when a church is shut down because they were shutting down everything and made sure cops were there to make sure people couldn't go into the churches. A terrible look for him. He should come out, apologize for it, say it was a mistake, um, and people would probably forgive him. Probably. Um, I uh, was just, when I turned on uh, election coverage the other night, I just had it on WLKY, and they went to Morgan McGarvey's acceptance speech, and he uh, gave a big shout-out to he he was really going, you know. They politicians they get going in the middle of their speeches. They just kind of get lost in it. Happens. And thank our governor Steve Andy Bashir. <laughs> so he caught himself. Yeah, he caught himself. It was it was very very humorous. When is he up for re-election? It seems like he's been in office forever. Well, that's just because he got in right before COVID. So I guess it'd be next year. Wait, Bashir got in just before COVID. Yeah, it was he like 2019. The 2020. Yeah, it was the 2019 election year, but he got sworn in in 2020 in, like, January. I would have lost the 500. I'm going to win off Trevor on that bet. It seems like he's been in office for 10 years. Yep, no, not not that long. Crazy. Man, I just – there's nothing worse. You go to place a bet, and then you hit bet, and then a line moves. Mm. Head comes to minus seven. Now it's seven and a half. By the hook. Bet the alt line, yeah. Yeah, still no. You used to lose a little bit of juice. Yeah, I mean, but Louisville, they stink. So, they stink really bad. <laughs> no way Clemson's not going to just wax them, right? I don't know. Off a loss? I don't think Clemson's a good team to begin with. A right, but team. off a loss, though? I think they'll win. I don't know if it'll be a waxing or not. This Louisville team continues to surprise me a little bit. I don't really know what to make of it so much because oh. I'll, I'll watch them and they'll look really bad for a quarter or a half. And then they'll score 35 points on Wake Forest in one quarter, and you're like, wait, what was that? Under 51 and a half, though, like, both yeah. offenses stink. I would be. Uh, that feels like the safest yeah. play. I was going to do under and the points for Clemson, but let's just go under. Be an under guy. It's great. Yeah, actually, I may have to do a big bet on that. Under 51? Yeah, 51 and a half. I mean, I can't imagine Louisville scoring over 20. That's basically a uh, – if n- – you're losing this bet if either team gets a 30, and I don't think either team's getting a 30, unless you have some non-offensive touchdowns. Well, you touchdowns. can lose the bet if – yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you had to be like a 27-24 game, you're still good. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean. A texter says, thinking the GOP shouldn't have based their campaign around stripping women of their reproductive rights. I don't think any – I mean, any GOP, GOP member that was doing that – that was a bad. That would be a bad campaign. I don't. I don't think that was the forefront of the GOP. But I will still say this, and this may be a hot take for politics talk today. But I still think the Supreme Court got that decision correctly because the people in these states are getting to choose what, like it's democracy in action. People in Kentucky got to choose. We didn't need people in Washington telling us this, that, or the other. We need individual people at the state level making choices that best benefit them and their state. So I I still support everybody not having federal laws on stuff like that. I will say one, I, one, one person's opinion. I don't think the GOP – I think they tried to do the inflation thing. They try to do the inflation which, which economy thing. Sense. Well, I'll say this: Lindsey Graham is a total idiot, and he did say like, "Well, maybe we put a national ban on abortions." And it's like, no, we just got rid. Like, we just went the other way on it. You're not going to go the other way. Like, what did you not learn from this? Like, states get to decide. We're not going to have a universal law on something. So, I guess heated is probably not the right how, word. How but long then it take heated. Take heated. Yes. Yeah. How long has Lindsey Graham been had a job? 
How you can say about like any of these people? No, that's like, what Chuck I mean. Schumer, like you know. No, no, I know, but like, hasn't Lindsay? No, I'm thinking of. Um, oh. I'm thinking of a different. I'm thinking of Newt Gingrich. We need terms. That was around in the '90s, like being thing, but he's no longer around, right? He's the old councilman on Parks and Rec. Uh, oh God, <laughs> councilman <laughs> was a Hauser. Yeah. yeah. So. And he always had something inappropriate to say. Parks and Rec was such a good like spoof on politics oh, like it's such it a good great. parody on politics yeah. obviously as a comedy is it was over the top but just so many things that were just hit too close to the, home. the guy who kept having the scandals was my favorite <laughs> <laughs> because he would just Captain admit Dexart. yeah he would just admit to scandals that they didn't <laughs> yes i was with my the, the cleaning sex. lady the in the closet sex. during the birth of my child he had the brazilian cave sex <laughs> a texture says, and basically all studies show how violent crime is down across the board, but it's a fun talking point. I mean, besides, you know, murder being up. Yeah, the, that, that's the big one that's still up. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's the big one. Oh, the crime stuff, I, I don't. I don't blame people that want people to be safer, um, but it does get over. But, like, texture to your point, everything in the media is the worst. It's dangerous. You got to be safe. That stuff does get overblown to your point, but still, you know, we also, it's not a bad thing to want crime to go down either. Uh, I'm, I'm generally one of those who I, I'm, I'm not going to be like, oh, the media, because I am one. Um, and I think some of that gets overblown. But my favorite story, um, post Halloween, uh, I believe it was Mediaite that, or Columbia School of Journalism, one of the two did a, okay. They, they found, I want to say, 53 or more stories written in the lead-up to Halloween about fentanyl, rainbow fentanyl. That, like, mm-hmm. they, these I are going to be these that. candies that are sprinkled in. And to be aware, to watch out, it was a lot of fear-mongering kind of stuff. Zero ro- reported cases of rainbow fentanyl in your kid's candy. Per, per usual. Well, and also, because who who is going to... Like if you are an owner of fentanyl, you want to make money from it. Why do you want to poison kids from it? Why? Well, that makes what, what kind of drug dealer is just giving away their stuff? I, mean, I wouldn't doubt that maybe someday some psychopath does something psychotic because there's evil in this world. But yes, like, mean, what, that, that's been a thing for Halloween candy forever. It, it'll always yeah, be yeah, here. It's, it'll it's just always move on to the next drug or the next thing. I, I saw a meme this year. It was like. Uh, just a reminder to parents, I don't like your all's kids enough to give them my THC. Yeah. <laughs> oh, while we were on the subject, I do just want to bring up Daniel Cameron's statement on the amendment, too, was embarrassing yeah. and shameful. Yep. Like, everything wrong with politics yep. right there. Everything wrong with politics hey, right you, there. Hey, we let you vote on it, but we're still going to... I don't really have anything against Daniel Cameron, for so. what it's worth, but that was... Like, what are you, what are you doing? That is just a huge, like take my ball, go home statement that you publicly put out there. And in the same sentence where he was like, the majority of the voters have spoken, a paragraph later he's like, we will not let this stand. <laughs> You're a goober. It is. It's a bad, that was a bad look for oh. him. Not, not a good step in that governor's campaign for him. Ooh, you know Although probably a lot of his base may like that. Can not I, a lot of his base, but some of it will. You know who's a, a fun uh, political follow on Twitter? Who's that? Uh, Michael Adams. Oh, Michael, yeah, I've been following Michael Adams forever. Great, He's done great. amazing. And, and while we're on, we're just talking politics today. Like, the fact that Arizona's still counting votes 
And places like Florida and Kentucky and pretty much, you know, I would say like 70% of the states can get them done the night of. But Arizona is still counting votes. That's embarrassing. But Michael Adams deserves a ton of credit for what he's done. Kentucky has early voting. They, like, it is usually graded one of the best voting procedure states and really all thanks to Michael Adams. I hope that guy runs for governor someday. Uh, He had a... I'm trying to find the one tweet that really made me uh, giggle. It wasn't like a delete your account, but he had kind of a uh, um, a very snarky kind of remark to one of them that I thought was Well, funny. you find it. I'll read this text. Okay. 502-414-1450, Thornton's text line. Texter says, the biggest travesty in the World Cup being in November is several top players will be out with injuries since league play is continuing right up until World Cup break. Well, they announced the rosters yesterday. The soccer nuts were all... Going crazy about it. Uh, they're leaving, I think, on Friday to go to Qatar. Like the the, the American players are leaving like this weekend to go, and then the European players, the Americans that are playing in Europe, they're meeting them on Monday. But like it's it's happening. Folks. Yeah, and I didn't. Uh, I I don't keep up with it closely enough to know. Were there any big surprises? Yeah, for like, not that you would probably recognize, but uh, Zach Steffen, the goalkeeper that you probably would yeah, have no, seen. Yeah, I've heard of him. He is, he's out. Is he, he injured or? No. It's not good enough. I think he got hurt and then kind of got uh, people, people that know soccer more than me could certainly correct me and I'd be welcome to the information. But um, he he had been the goalkeeper for a good chunk of the last, you know, five years um, but they, they, I don't, I don't think he was hurt. Gotcha. I think it was gotcha. just he was going in the wrong direction. Oh man, I'm holding back a sneeze. Scoots would be so proud of me. Um, <laughs> Look at the light. Oh wait, there were a lot of players <laughs> that I just didn't recognize, which probably speaks more to my soccer like expertise. But uh, excited about it. Hope that that's the group. It's a young team. I, I, I saw because uh, I do follow uh, Roger Bennett. Uh, Men and Blazers guy, mm-hmm. and uh, he had a he quote tweeted a statement from an English player that injured his knee and thought he was going to be back in time, but just couldn't rehab quickly enough. Just got to be so brutal when you know oh, yeah, the that. once in four year events that you finally get in a position to be in and taken from you just by untimely injury like that just it sucks. Yeah, the coach for the United States men's national team talked about just the. Uh, anybody know his name? It's not Bradley anymore. It's not uh, Jurgensen. Um, it's Klopp, isn't it? No. Mm-mm. No, Klopp's gone. Burhalter. Greg oh, Burhalter. Right, yeah. Oh, God. Never would have guessed. But he, he talked about having to like call the P. He called everybody who didn't make it and called everybody who did. Uh, yeah. It's got to stay. Those calls of the people not making it. You know, everything yeah. you've been working for the last four, eight, 12 years of your career. Is uh, Did Pulsich make it? He did make it. Okay, yeah. good. He'll be good. on the wing for the Americans when they. And he's not on. banged up or anything. Need him? No, I, he's good. Good, he's ready to rock and roll. I believe. Who's he playing for? Because he left Dortmund, right? Uh, with Chelsea now. Yeah, he's in right. the. Yeah. Uh, oh gosh, don't know, don't know. Texter on the oh, Thornton oh, text oh, line. Quickly, not a uh, soccer Ma- guy. Michael Adams' funny tweets. Uh, he did the your. Like he corrected uh, somebody's your. I thought that was funny, and then he also had a stupidity is about parsing quote tweet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Spot the lie there. Yeah, he's with Chelsea. He's with Chelsea. Good. Glad we. Which get to they're the not for sale. It's Liverpool's for sale, right? Correct. Basically, our. Uh, 
What would you rather buy, Liverpool or Washington? Washington. Like the Commanders? Yes. Oh, give me Liverpool all day. I'd much rather have the command. What What is a soccer team in Europe going to do for me? That's, uh, I mean, traditions there with Liverpool. It'd be so fun to own the Commanders and then be able to beat the Eagles and like rub it in Trevor's face, get him, kick- <laughs> invite him to the game, and then get him kicked out. He'll never win though. I wonder how much. Yeah, right. Now, now when I'm on the team, if you all haven't been following along, the AG has called for a press conference today to basically reveal. Stuff on the commanders. Oh, I didn't see all this. Yeah, yeah. And in the commanders, they issued some statement saying, well, while the AG is talking bad about us, they still aren't solving the crime of our player who got shot. It's like, what are you? They're John, just, they're John just Spears' just... guest yesterday called uh, called him the commander skins. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh, also, the, the, the commanders, that's hilarious. Uh, poop show. The the Colts going with Jeff Saturday is just one of the funniest. That's awesome. It's it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you have two former head coaches on your staff, and you call Jeff Saturday to be your interim head coach. <laughs> yeah. it, but all right, there is one thing that Jim Ursay did say that I was like, you know what? I respect that. He said, "What Jeff has that none of these other guys have." He doesn't have the fear that all these other coaches have out there that are afraid to do what's right. Like, because a lot of times, self-preservation, like coaches act out, uh, out of self-preservation instead of just like letting it, letting it fly. Jeff Saturday's got nothing to lose over these last what eight games. No. Now he does have to play so much catch up just from a procedural standpoint. That's what I would think. Which I think that's the 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 part that's going to be the biggest pain in the ass is just figuring out how the day to day operations work and less about the actual X's and O stuff. Um, but I do appreciate that from a decision making standpoint, he is right. But politicians and head coaches, a lot of times the, the fear of self preservation dictates too much of their actions. So I, I will at least give him credit from that standpoint, but I, I'm fascinated to see how this unfolds. You wanna you wanna take some credit away? Did you know he got rid of Frank Reich on the phone? Called him to tell him he was fired. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, it's not a good look, but I don't really care. I mean, Frank Reich knew it was coming. He if, was firing if, his if, offensive court. He was doing all the things that were. I'm about. I'm a dead man walking. If Frank Reich. I mean, if he's really bothered by it, then that's fine. But I'm not going to get outraged over something. Yeah, you know, probably not what I would do in a situation like that, but I don't know their dynamics. Maybe one was across the country and the other one, you know, it was just what needed to be done. I just think there's a way to carry yourself professionally. That's yeah, but, not it. But again, what if they're in different different places? Maybe. You don't want them to keep working when he's going to be out of a job. So just call him and say, hey, you know, sorry, I wish I could be there for this. I feel like this is kind of unprofessional, but I don't want you to spend any more time or effort for something that we're going to, that you don't need to be doing. So. A texter says, I'm calling it now Brown to Tennessee and Walker to Michigan or Alabama. Well, that would be a disaster if that <laughs> happened. Uh, I love the how quick folks are to jump at stuff like that. But also, I, I, like, I, I, again, I have a feeling I, they'll get taken care of. I think, like, a player leaving, you know, it, we wouldn't like it. We wouldn't love it. We wouldn't be happy about it. But you could probably live with it. More than one star player leaving, That's that will be completely and totally unacceptable. Also, TJ, uh, one's, you can only have one, Walker or Brown. Who's it going to be? Walker. Yeah, that's the correct answer. I'm not saying receivers grow on trees, but 
Deion Walkers. Are you trying uh, to lay us, uh, let us? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like that. That's the position you would prioritize. And also, uh, I love Dane Brug- Dane Brugler's one of the draft guys for the Athletic. He's like top three draft guys. I respect. He was at the Florida game for the Levis Anthony Richardson thing, and was talking about other prospects. And he he saw Deion Walker, and his reaction was, "How did Kentucky get one of those guys? He's one of those guys. He's just different." And he's been an absolute monster, and he's been consistent. That guy, he's going to be so good. So good. Look forward to watching him, yep. and uh, hope the Cats beat Vanderbilt by 1,000 players. One texture on the Thornton's text line says, Ryan Lemons says there will be 20-plus Vandy players out due to the flu. Lemons. That's what it says. <laughs> Ryan's Lemons. We talked a, bit, a little bit about that earlier, Vandy dealing with the flu, not looking mm-hmm. good for the Commodores. I'm pressing the panic button. Stoops is leaving. Our top players are going to leave. Talk me down because I'm six feet from the edge, and I'm thinking six feet ain't so far down. It it is. So I'm usually the one who pushes back on all of the overreactions to crazy stuff happening, but I'm not as – something feels just a little bit different this year where I just – it's it's so unpredictable. I just don't know. Uh, I, anything could happen, and nothing would surprise me. TJ, I'm disappointed you didn't sing that. I'm not. I don't. I can't sing Creed that well, unfortunately. <laughs> Do you want to give it a go? No, I'm good. Can you take me higher? <laughs> it's gonna, it, uh, you know, it's a cliche thing to say. It's bad radio phrase to say, but it will be interesting to see how this off season plays out for. Everybody on the football side of things, from Mitch Barnhart to the coaches to the players to recruiting to nil movement, it's there's a lot on the line for this offseason for UK football. I just want to get there in good spirits, Roush. I don't want it to be UK loses to Georgia, upset by U of L. They limp into a crappy bowl game, lose that one, and then it's just like you know who is going to be hitting the fan. You just don't know how much and where it's all going to take off once it does hit it. Right. I Let's go into the offseason because it's going to be a big one. Sheesh. Let's go into the offseason with our heads held high. UK finishes the season winning three of their last four, I guess four out of their last five, and you get a little bit more minimum. Yeah. You yeah. feel a little bit better about things. And uh, part of the reason why it can be so crazy is there's – Coaches, who, assistant coaches whose contracts are up, um, you're going to have you're, – you're probably going to get a lot of players in the portal. It's not going to be – like the high school class isn't very big right now. and There aren't a ton of big fish still out there that you, you know that they're, okay, well, this guy, this is who they can kind of close in late. Um, they are hosting um, – I'm getting together a visitor list for this weekend. They've got, I think, five official visitors. Um, the, the kid that's, uh, from Virginia, Brandon Hillman, pretty talented athlete that Notre Dame's kind of pushed all their chips on Tennessee, Oklahoma, Miami, North Carolina, Virginia, Virginia Tech are in his final eight along with UK. So there, there are some guys out there. Um, but I get the sense that this, like, it's not last year. We kind of knew at this point, like, okay, they got to get Dion Walker, Keontae Goodwin. There was like a four or five mm-hmm. really, really big, big fish out there that they were trying to walk up, and it was going to be theatrics down the stretch. Now you just don't know where that could be, if there's going to be much of that, because they're going to be in the portal. Um, there could be coaching changes. 
There, there's just there just could be a lot of different stuff. And from a bowl game aspect too, uh, Luckett laid out that bowl scenario yesterday where Outback's probably the most likely. But after that, if you don't get Outback, there's so many things that different parties at UK don't want, right? Like the coaches probably don't – they don't want to go to Vegas because that's your last recruiting weekend. Uh, the administration doesn't want Music City because it's the same time as the Louisville basketball game. Mm-hmm. They don't want that conflict. Uh, you don't want to go to Memphis because it's so far down the totem pole. And do you really want to go to Houston? Because who wants to go to Houston in that big cavernous place? Like, yeah. So there's a lot of – just a lot of uncertainty. A lot of uncertainty uh, once the season ends. So the Outback Bowl projections, though, are with Kentucky finishing the regular season 2-1. and one. Yes, and um, – That'd be some other scenario. Some other chalk holding. Uh, Arkansas beating LSU this weekend would not help. It would help if the SEC did better. Arkansas's right? not beating LSU. Arkansas. They're at home. Done. Arkansas's done. Done. LSU's playing well. Like after seeing them against Florida State, I did not think that was going to be a good football team. Uh, let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the Thornton's text line and get you on your Thursday ready to roll in the real world. This is KRC on Big X. Twice the gun to kick his lily out. Redeeming yourself for some of these things. Do you have a movie this song reminds you of? Because I have one every time I hear it, I go straight to it. No, I don't. I do also want to compliment the music after that first song, Debauchery, whatever yes. that was. It was, it was a disaster. It was a hell of a bounce back. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, um, Skateboard scoot. I, I immediately go to the soccer montage in She's the Man, Amanda Bynes, Chaney Taylor. Oh, okay. Great movie. Okay, yeah. Great movie. That's weird. It's a great movie. I mean, it's not a great movie. Objectively, great movie. Subjectively, just pretty average. Also, can we still do – we can't do those movies anymore, can we? It was a fun trope, but like the whole guy dressing up as a girl thing, but that's it's probably done now, right? Oh, yeah, no chance. Or girl dressing up as a guy. Man, yeah. we wife and I were having – we just wanted like something light to fall asleep to the other night, and we put on an entourage. Entourage. Not an entourage, excuse me. Uh, curb Your Enthusiasm, and – I can't fall asleep to that. There, I'd be laughing there, too there, hard. There are so many episodes of that show that just you could not do again today. Like there's just <laughs> you could not you could not do it at all. Uh, man. Yeah, I don't think you could do those movies. It was such a trope for such a long like Mrs. Doubtfire. I mean White Chicks. Oh man, White Chicks. That's <laughs> a that is such a movie. Like if you're if our kids watched it, like we're like, oh, this is a great movie. And our kids watched it, like, how is this yeah. They don't look anything like <laughs> women. It'd be very tough to explain. Yeah, like why we think this is a good movie? Probably why. No, I mean it wasn't a good movie for no, the record. No, no. Like not a great, good, like great, not a good movie. That great, wouldn't be the issue. Great cinema. It would be the, the issue would be like, how did a movie like this ever get made? And that'd be a fair. I just don't know how you can't watch that movie and say, "Wow, this is outstanding comedy." Remember when you? Uh, gosh, what movie was it that you hadn't seen all the way through? Really ticked me off. 
Uh, probably a lot of them. It wasn't Wedding Crashers, but it was along those same lines. Uh, Tommy Boy. When you no, hadn't seen I've Tommy, seen, no, no, you hadn't no, it was seen Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. That okay. was the one I hadn't right, seen all the way start to finish. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Right, I knew all the quotes, and I'd seen bits and pieces, but I never watched Star Trek. watching White Chicks to be watching <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. And, and the parts of Dumb and Dumber I hadn't watched, though, it was like the parts of the of any comedy movie where they kind of get serious towards the end, and then they're, like, having a conflict, and then they resolve it and all come together at the very end, right? Like, was once it, they get to Aspen, essentially. That was what I hadn't seen. I mean, it, but it doesn't really get serious at the end. He has okay, he I mean, has a vision that he goes up to the girl's boyfriend and shoots him point blank multiple times. And then is that when he rips his heart out too? That's a little bit earlier. Okay. On. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good movie. Okay, let's keep going. Thornton really, really the physical comedy when you have him on the back of the little motorbike pulling into town <laughs> and they're just frozen. That's just. And then that whole trip, it turns out they just have, like, an unlimited amount of cash on them. (laughs) But they're having to pee on each other on the back of the motorbike. Just go, man. (laughs) Oh, and this is our favorite executive roll call segment. Let's talk about movies. The the Dumb and Dumber segment of the day. Uh, Texture, actually, that could be our entire show. Yeah, some would argue that is the whole show. (laughs) Uh, Texture says, Trevor, that win total for the b-ball team ain't looking great, man. No. Yikes. Nope, and Scoots always said it had nothing to do with the MU. No. Uh, Scoots might need to give a cash-out option. <laughs> this, this team stinks eggs. If uh, I give a cash-out option, Trevor thinks I'm scared, so I can't do that anymore. Is it just me? Or he also said if he, when he won the bet yesterday, he was going to buy like 33 Mike Rutherford cameos. Mike Seriously? Rutherford's on cameo. Yeah, and that's the big five hundred dollars. That's all it gets you is thirty three of them. The, yeah, big you time. Know, if you want to get a minute of Mike Rutherford, Man. a personalized minute of Mike Rutherford, you're going to pay the piper for it, buddy. But yeah, he, the big X has somebody on cameo. No big deal. Of course, it's no KRC folks. But oh, should I get on cameo? I bet you could. Want... I bet you could make a little money on cameo. Probably not a lot of money, but you could maybe make a little money. I prefer I my celebrity. I get my ego really inflated when I get spotted in random places, and they're like, oh, like I was just picking up lunch the other day. Got it. Got one trick-or-treating. That was the one where it's like, is you Nick Roush? That that really got my ego up. Yeah. I, will, I, was, I, f- I felt like a celebrity. Well, the more you all are doing these YouTube podcast things, it's going to happen more and more often. Yeah. I always tell the story that, like, I – Back KSTV would have me on as a guest back mm-hmm. when I was a student and even when I was after after I was a student. And I'd get recognized more being on just TV yeah, than yeah. anything I ever did for writing. I will say I don't get and I'm I'm very happy that it's the case, but I, I don't want getting like called out in public. It doesn't Same. happen, so I don't really have to worry about it, luckily. Um, but it is kind of cool, like if you're with a group of friends and like somebody's like, "Hey, roll call," <laughs> and you're like, "Hey, all right." I, I was really but, worried. Uh, yeah, don't don't feel like you got to. I was really worried about Friday night when I was not in great shape. Somebody recognizing me and be like, "Scoots," and I'd be like, "No, not Scoots." <laughs> 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 Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we really need to get you those shoes that have the wheels on them. So yes. you can like literally just be yes. scooting everywhere you go. Yes. That's what we so need. Some guy scooting down Broadway. Skateboard looks just scooting like you. shoes. <laughs> just need ones that you can sleep while operating, too. <laughs> then you'll really be in, in the business. A texter says, is it just me or has Upshaw and Cummings kind of disappeared from the offense? I know Bates, Dingle, Caddis are really good, but Cummings looked great last year and Upshaw prior to injuries. 
Um, I think most of it is blocking centered. Um, Upshaw was always going to be a like he just might get passed by sort of thing. Really, I um, thought he was going to be like, "Hey, this is keep an eye out on this person." Yeah, and and it, a lot of it's he's he. I just always felt like he had the size, but I didn't think he used it as well. And you, for for me, so he got he was hyped about going into last offseason, right? Um, going into twenty twenty one, you needed uh, that felt like a big developmental year that he just lost. And so I, that's where I, I think others have just passed him up. And when he came back, he wasn't as physical as he should have been. Um, with Cummings, I think in Cummings's case. He's just a byproduct. Uh, like last year, he got used more so as that flex because Kentucky didn't have many receivers. It was Wandale, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't have many receivers. Now you've got more receivers, so you don't need to use him in as much of a gadgety sense. Especially when Jordan Dingle is such a good blocker, and he's, you know, he's probably not as athletic as Isaiah, but he still is a ball player. So, um, I, I would, I, I would think that if you're looking at just just kind of looking at the roster and where things are going um wonder if Isaiah's gonna have his head on a swivel looking at some other places this offseason yeah it sounds like that's probably going to happen I I don't care who it is Uh, I don't care what the name is of the person I just want more production offensively from everybody involved um, I, we've seen some really fun things with the tight ends. You haven't seen maybe as much of it lately. We all just want the offense humming, whatever means necessary. Yep. But the tight end, uh, the depth there was really impressive. The later season lack of production, a little bit frustrating. Um, although, you know, easiest touchdown throw that Levis probably ever going to have on last Saturday. Yep, yep. So. Going up on layups with two feet, taking charges, passing the ball 10 to 12 times a possession with little dribbling. Bellerman basketball is all fundamentals, and it's amazing what Scotty D has done with that culture. I, I hope that there are oh, some true. of those curmudgeon Louisville fans out there that, like, this ain't real. You know, the, the people who have spent their lives watching good team basketball watch last night and become Bellarmine fans. Because you know that there's some people out there around the city, right, who... I've talked about the apathy of L Athletics where it's just like people just want something that's more fun. And Bellarmine has been more fun the last few years than Louisville basketball. It's just good quality team basketball. And they got completely hosed by the NCAA not allowing them to play in the postseason last year. It's a total joke. I, and I, here's the thing, too. I, I even get, like, last year, the fact that they aren't going to let them this year is a joke. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. you know, th- that's the one where it's like, okay, I get sticking to your guns initially, but you can't. I mean, I don't, e- I don't even I, like it. Shouldn't the point of that? The, the having that rule makes no sense. I mean, J- James Madison is bowl eligible, but can't go to a bowl game. Oh, really? Yeah. Just wondering if they so can go stupid. to a bowl game or not. That's dumb. Yeah, it's really dumb. A texter says, "Got to thank Bellerman for that nice payday from Uncle Bo." Uh, yeah, shout out to Bellerman and the Knights. They made people money last night. Oh man, I messed up on a part of the text too yesterday or oh. from the last one. Um, whereas U of L is just throwing up random threes with very little movement. Culture is night and day from U of L again. Kenny just got there, but he has such a long way to go with this program. They are gonna live and die with the three this year, and well, that is a dangerous way to play. Well, they're basketball. not a good shooting team, so exactly. it's, it's a it's a bad strategy. But they don't really have anybody in the post they can throw it into. I'm sorry, Sidney Curry's not a great basketball player. It just needs to be L. Ellis. Like, tell Ellis to create. He's very quick. He can get where he wants on the floor. 
His shot's pretty solid. Um, There's no way that guy's 6'3", right? L. Ellis? He looks so small. They list him at 6'3"? Oh, yeah. that's a joke. Yeah, he looks so small. But I don't care what they list him at. He's not 6'3". I, but they're, they're going to they're gonna struggle this year. It's just... But the thing is, I haven't seen really anything from Kenny Payne as a coach to be like, hey, that was nice to see. Well, and here here's the, the part that would really worry me if I'm a Louisville fan. If you've watched any John Calipari basketball, you know that it's a lot of kind of motion offense stuff, right? Like there's not – we're not going to run sets to get people open. The, the way this team is built, they need some Jerry Stackhouse. We're going to have 75 plays to get people open shots. Because I don't, they just don't have creators, and Kenny Payne isn't going to put that on these guys to run a bunch of sets to try to get people open shots. But that's what he needs to, because L. Ellis is the only creator, and may, I guess Withers, um, if somebody helps off him driving to the basket and dunking, but he's just. I mean, it, it is just absolutely wild that this summer Kenny Payne brought in. They got the commitment from the Ray fella, the Ray fella, who didn't get in the game. He was like a four-star. That was actually a recruit they were kind of excited about. They brought in Hersey Miller, Master P's son, yep. and they brought in Fabio Basile. Uh. I guess you can make a case they technically brought in Zam Payne, too. Zam Payne was getting significant minutes in the first half. Yep. I mean, what are you, what is going on there? Yep. But anyways, those three players that Kenny Payne brought in, none of them played last night. Or hardly, Hersey Miller got in for a little bit, I think. What are you? What were you doing? Like, what were you doing this offseason? The idea of a long rebuild in college athletics is a myth. Football, a little bit more than basketball. Basketball, yeah. if you're a good program, it should not take more than a year. Shouldn't even really take a year, depending on the situation. But I think most people can be generous on a year. But goodness gracious, it didn't have to be that way for U of L. I didn't think it would be. Nope. The texter says. Uh, I knew U of L would be bad, but not this bad. Had a favorable home missile and still could not be Bellman. So if DJ plans on signing in the early signing period, would it be before the sixteenth? Uh, uh, did you see UK's tweet yesterday, just out of the blue? Yeah. What'd you make of that? Whew, they tweet. I... They tweeted out like you for UK fans out there that are familiar with this, and if you're not, then you're not. But their commitment video of like who wants to be next. They tweeted that that out. Maybe it was just like a signing day. Hey, it's signing day. Or maybe they got a little piece of news. Yeah, or maybe they got a fax from Camden that they weren't expecting. Uh, here's the thing, Texture. Who who did we see this before? Uh, it happens in football all the time. Like I remember Vito signing and then committing, like announcing at the All American game. So maybe DJ. Signs and then announces at some event. I just don't know what that event would be, and that's the thing that I haven't understood this entire process. Is I don't know what specific splashy thing he's waiting for to make like to maximize. I I don't know. I don't know what he would be waiting for. But in theory, they have to get that paperwork in by the 16th. Correct. Everybody keeps saying Champions Classic Day or the day after, so Tuesday or Wednesday of next week for for Wagner, which would still be within that. He just November showed up 16th. wearing UK stuff to Andy. Was it just Justin yeah, Edwards yeah. that signed yesterday? No, they all all the oh, I think they, they all did. did. Okay. Yeah. Did you see Pat Forty at Reed's signing ceremony? I love that you took a shot at him though. You don't often see that. Glad you did it. Glad you had the I mean he needs to because that that was the most like, all right, I've been trying to get Cal for years. Here's my chance, and I'm gonna use Reed Shepard as my shield. And then he just he showed up once, Cal starts recruiting him, hasn't been around Reed Shepard since. 
did Pat uh, say anything back to you? No. Did you get blocked? Um, let me check. Yeah, be careful for that. I don't think so. Did you, did you see the drop? No, because he was tweeting about Bellerman last night, and I, he was sharing his Bellerman story, and I still had him out there. So, no, I haven't gotten blocked. S- speaking of that, did you see uh, Michael Bennett and Vaught? Larry Vaught? Wait, did they get into it? So Larry was Whoa. Larry was retweeting Pat Forty, and then Michael Bennett comments, and he's like, "Why are you retweeting him?" Larry's like, "Because he has information on the game." <laughs> also, that's not much. It wasn't much, no, but it was pretty funny. Larry, uh, there was a great picture that uh, when Jerry Tipton retired, it was everybody on the UK beat for that '92 game in East Rutherford, or not in East Rutherford. It was in uh, uh, Philadelphia. The, but it was a young Larry Vaught, a young Jerry Tipton, a young Pat Forty for the Courier-Journal. They had everybody there to pose for a picture for Kaywood's final call. And, man, that one was a doozy. Need to dig it up and put it on the yeah, KRC Facebook Yeah, i like to see that picture. You, you, should, you should go ahead and do that. Wouldn't what do you think? Se- wouldn't mind seeing it. Who, do we, what do we think Jerry Tipton? Do we think he's watching the Kentucky yeah, basketball probably, games? Yeah, I bet he is. Oh, yeah. Do you think – who – we need somebody to take pictures of the crowd before the games, right? Who? So Ben Roberts, come on! I just don't know why people still get surprised by crowds. Oh yeah, seriously. Uh, Texture said, like, if it's oh. bad for big games, then yeah, you got an issue. But I mean, for small games, it's just that's the not the reality. It's been that way yeah. for ten years now. I mean, it was that way for even like the John Wall, I mean, even for some of the John Wall, John Wall, a bit of an exception because first year head coach, but maybe more so Anthony Davis year. I was a student at those games. There's plenty of crappy games. St. John's game, which was a semi-big opponent. Oh, the Red Storm. Darius Miller threw down in that one. A texter on the Thornton's text line from Kirby says, checks notes, it looks like King Payne may not have won those games. Shockingly, a little trend that U of L fans thought was funny and cute is not going to age well. Stop me if you've heard that one before. <laughs> This from Kirby as well. A beautiful brand of basketball or very unathletic white version of basketball that peaked in the 60s? Beauty's in the eye of the beholder, That's right. It's up to you. It's weird. There's there's a lot of similarities to uh, the DeSales basketball that I used to play in the basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Frank's Deli has awesome chili, but the real question, are noodles allowed in chili? Absolutely. No. Absolutely. Just that needs to stop. It's such a silly... Um, thing to get worked up over because Trevor would always get so mad. It's 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 it's, it's how is uh, a little bit of noodles any different than crackers? It's just another yeah. carb to like. No, I'm beef not. It up. I'm how, not getting worked up about it. Don't, don't up. get me wrong, but I'm I'm not a noodle and chili. How are noodles any different than beans? And I just see. So I don't want. If I want pasta, I'm gonna go eat noodles. I don't want to eat pasta with chili. Have you ever had noodles in your chili? Absolutely. I don't think yeah. so. No. We'll get you to Kearns. We'll get you some noodles in your chili. Get just, some cheese. I just on don't top. want the noodles. Hold I, the noodles, please. I get when sometimes it can be very. Uh, like, but that's just a bad chili when it's a lot of noodles and it's really runny. Agreed. Yeah, like that's just a bad chili. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Totally. Noodles aren't going to make a chili necessarily better. The chili is what it is. It's just noodles are a nice consistency. Nice little add on. Yeah. Exactly. A good chili, it, and, and a good chili doesn't have to have noodles, but noodles in a chili are, are phenomenal. Nothing wrong something, with that. Trevor would get so worked up over it. And also, Trevor's got the worst food are takes. They, are they talking about Frank's on Preston? I don't know. Frank's Deli with the meats? Right there uh, by Auburndale. Heard, heard great things about it. 
Kirby says, this is my last text for the day. I did my civic duty last night and wrote Mitch Barnhart a professional email about being more aggressive with nil before we lose everything. It's taken 30 years of my life to build. Encourage all Cats fans to write him professionally since allegedly he has no other ways to interact with fans. Uh, Kirby, from what I've heard, he his email just got absolutely annihilated. Uh, yeah, yeah. And also, what do we think his inbox does look like? I mean, it's got to be... Do you think he ever just like is like, all right, hey... Assistant Jen, I'm going to be reading emails till 11:45. So the next two hours, please do not interrupt. Mm. Like, what does he do? Like, because I mean, think of all the emails you get bombarded with personally, just with junk. You know that some of the stuff he's got to get is just junk on top of the miles and miles of seemingly endless, endless feedback from Kentucky fans. Yeah, crazy. Oh. John here. Oh, John, we finally got to you on the right time, right day. <laughs> it's been a while, but we did it. We finally got back here. Good morning, everybody in Radio Land. Wow, is not that good. Man, am I wrong to still feel a little bad for Kenny Payne? I really like him as a person, and he does know basketball. Anyways, I have my mind focused on my cats and aces, who, as of right now, are winners. This is by far the best time of the year. You saw football, now sprinkle on some college basketball, plus that cool air and the change of the leaves and the trees, and it's the holiday season, so prove me wrong. This is not the best time of the year. Well, got to go. Talk to you later. It's a great time of the year, John, and it's a great time to advertise with Big X Sports Radio. Email dryan at bigxsportsradio.com if you want the Big X to work for you. We're crossover season, and the World Cup's about ready to come around. It's a good time, John. Totally agree with you. Uh, appreciate you texting the show. Hope you have a great day, buddy. Mitch is evil, blah, 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 SOS, every day. Move on, Matt Jones Jr. Wait, who's Matt Jones Jr.? Me or you? Both of them. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're you're right. Everything is totally great with UK athletics and Mitch Barnhart above criticism. Doesn't deserve any of it. Goober. Is it possible Clemson paid JMI the 125000 to allow nil businesses to use the logo? Could UK pay the money to JMI to allow our businesses to use the logo? The, well, it, it wasn't Clemson directly. It was the licensing company or something. like that. That is the part where this is difficult, that there's so many you have. Like if you wanted to put it on some sort of athletic wear, that's not Nike, right? Like some new company or um, – you have to work with so many different people. Like UK has an agreement with Fanatics. So you got to work through Fanatics as well for the licensing thing. So there's a, there's a lot of hoops to jump through. And I think where some of the problems are, TJ, is that when UK made deals in the past, it was like exclusive licensing with one or two people. And that's where they've run into Roblox. Is well, get it fixed. That. Get it Get it. Ironed out, you can figure it out. Uh, this must be one of the goober U of L tweeters that gets in my mentions. Um, TJ will be a colossal. It will be colossal if UK beats Vandy. No, it will not be. But a road win to help save your season at Missouri, one of the better defenses in the country, that was a colossal win given the circumstances. So. You can suck it, pal. I'm absolutely appalled this morning. I didn't even go to sleep last night because how upset I am, TJ. Never want to hear that Ovid slander again, pal. Well, the spicy the beef wraps just weren't that good. They were overrated. Uh, well, that's how I learned what we were students. heartburn is. 
Yeah. From Ovid's. But, I mean, the line Ovid's were ridiculous was, at Ovid's. It was fine, but Kaler was better. Much better. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. And Commons had a better atmosphere, anyways. My political two cents is crime was just this cycle's boogeyman. There's a new political it girl every two years, whatever sells. Oh, oh yeah. No yeah, doubt about yeah. that. Just to distract us. Do you think, I mean, it was COVID two years before that. Um, two years before that, was it some of the, well, I guess. Some of the racial stuff was 18 and 20. Anyways, do you think it's ridiculous that Election Day is on a Tuesday? Would it be better if election was on the weekend or making Election Tuesday a national holiday? Also, I see many conservatives are wanting to raise minimum wage, minimum age to vote to 21. Why does it seem like conservatives rather people? Now, I haven't heard that about raising the age to 21. I think that's a little bit of fake news. I'm seriously asking since you both are fairly young conservatives. Roush is not a conservative. And secondly, <laughs> um, right wing Roush. And I go, you know, I go both. Uh, I don't like being labeled one, but I'd certainly probably lean more conservative, and that's okay. They don't want people not to vote. They just want a safer vote, and that's how it gets spun. Um, people voting not till the age of 21, I don't agree with that, I don't, and I haven't seen that anywhere. Also, Tuesday's uh, most... I'd love it. I feel like I've never had a problem with like having enough time to go vote. It doesn't take very long. They're open from six to six. The excuses about voting are just out of control, but uh, we were out of time. The last play by Bellerman was genius. Probably one of the smartest plays I've ever witnessed. Another one. I don't know about that. Uh, No noodles in Chile. Boo, boo. Billy Big Blue says, you mean to tell me you had two pairs of gloves the whole time? That's our show, everybody. Uh, I've got the Panthers tonight, Moneyline. I'll I'll take Falcons. (coughs) Yeah, Falcons up. All right, and then we'll come back tomorrow. We'll preview UK, a huge UK sports weekend, so you definitely want to listen to our show. 7 a.m. tomorrow morning, this is Kentucky Roll Call and Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kay.